So, get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness. And with the humble Ruach, receive the word of Elua, which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourself doers of the word, actively and continually obeying Elua's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word, but fail to internalize its meanings, deluding yourself by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once, he has looked at himself and gone away. He immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by Yahuwah in what he does in life of obedience. Yaakov 1, 21-25 Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another episode of Yom Talk with Tefillah Amunah Sabiyahu. It's a privilege and an honor to be before you today. I know it's been some time, you all, but um, of course, acknowledging the fall feast and then getting back into the groove after Tabernacles has been a bit of a rough patch in a thub way. Um, just making sure to reset the home, which is still kind of tabernacle-y, <laughs> but, um, and organize some things Yom Talk needed to just take a little bit of a break, but we're back now, so I praise Yahusha um, for the opportunity to be before you today. All esteems at Ani Yahusha Hamashiach, our kinsman redeemer, our bridegroom, the lover of our souls. Um, I want to say hallelujah and thank you, Alua, for another feast, fall feast, and just all the greatness that came from and all the the specific words that came from the fall feast this year. Infinite honors to our Melakim, Malek Yahusha, Malek Musha, double honors to the Malkayot, Malkayada, Malkakayel, honors and double honors to Hakabir, Malaka Debor, Rosh Sakain Yitro, Rosha Az, Yeshayahu, and of course, all the Mushals and the Mushalas of the seven assemblies or the five assemblies. We appreciate you and love you. And I want to give a special shout out and honors to my husband, my Ish, my best friend, Maury Malakabai Sabayahu. I appreciate you. And I thank you for covering me and being my mirror in uh, times when I cannot see myself. Now let's get into this episode. So as we know, um, we're still on the Art of Listening series, right? So the first time we talked about, you know, the difference between listening and hearing and the different listening styles. Then second episode, we spoke a little bit about listening as a child. This time, it's the art of listening at the feet of the elders, our gatekeepers. And it came to be as they went 
that he entered into a certain village, and a, and a woman, a certain woman named Martha, received him into her home, and she had a sister called Miriam, who also sat at the feet of Yahushua and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and coming up she said, Master, are you not concerned that my sister has left me to serve alone? Speak to her then to help me. And Yahushua answering said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many matters, but one only is necessary. And Miriam has chosen the due portion, which shall not be taken away from her. Luke 10, 38, 42. Listen, the thing hit. Oftentimes I feel, oh, I'm busy. I need to do this. I need to make sure hospitality is right. Make sure this person looks great. This, 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 this. We're doing all these things and not recognizing the elders. Oh, I could, I could be gleaning something from them in a present moment. But keeping busy in my thoughts and what I'm doing around the house or what I'm doing in ministry and not actually gaining wisdom. And you see in that passage, Martha and Miriam both had a choice and they chose what they wanted in that moment. And in her grievance of her sister not helping her, Martha went to Yahushua and said, Yahushua, like rebuke her, reprove her for not helping me. But he said, she chose wisely. She chose a due portion. She wants that counsel, that instruction, that direction. So you can't fault her for choosing wisely and choosing what she needed in a moment. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them shall be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Matthew 7.24 Wise counsel helps you to create a firmer foundation in Yahushua. What we deem more important, we put more value on. More effort into learning, gaining deeper understanding. At times, growing up in America, in America's culture, some of us were cultivated in acknowledging and respecting elders, but also seeing them as weak and their inability to give us anything of substance or value. We think the strongest is better. The one with the most material things is more important. Or even the one that is seemingly financially stable is the one that has it all figured out. That we should seek counsel from them. When Hebraically, that's the complete opposite. We are to stay at the feet of our elders as they are our gatekeepers, seeing us for who we are and correcting us when we lack understanding or fear from the standard that is set before us. Here's a question for you. How do you uphold the standard of the nation? How do you honor your elders? Just a thought. So a little bit before going into uh, the fall feast, Yahushua gave me um, a particular psalm to kind of just meditate on. 
he gave me Psalms 32. And um, the specific verse was Psalms 32, 8. Now, the entire chapter is only 11 verses, and it's a really, really deep chapter. But he had me to focus on verse 8 specifically. Because in that, um, I'll read to you, hallelujah. Let me instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Let me counsel. Let my eye be on you. And this particular Psalms was speaking on um, the blessing that one receives with through forgiveness and then trusting in Yahuwah. And a lot of the times, because we don't walk in that trusting, full trust of Yahuwah, that's when we bite back from any form of direction or correction that we are meant to receive. And I'm like, no, Yahuwah, instruct me, please. I want to remain covered by you. I want the crookedness to be put aside. I'm allowing Yahuwah to instruct me, to teach me the way in which I should go and letting Yahuwah counsel me because I want his eyes upon me. When I know that I'm wrong or I've misstepped or I've done something or veered off, knowing that direction is coming through counsel of an elder or from my husband or from my mother from my sisters I'm looking at that as a blessing from Yahuwah because I can't see when I veer off the heart is deceivingly wicked our minds are crooked we were cultivated in Babylon so you can't walk around thinking that you have arrived and because of some deliverance you know it all that is not it some of those things and triggers are deeply rooted within us still and some of those things and habits that we do have and still exhibit we don't know them because depending on your natural age you've been dealing with that for 20 to 70 years so how much more Do you need counsel when those things arise and you manifest certain behaviors or actions and you don't recognize it? Your elders are your mirror. So having the honor of speaking to Queen Mother Malaka Deborah of the nation, we discussed a lot. I was actually sharing with her the verse um, of Psalms and she actually reached out to me and was like you know I know I love the series that's going on and she started having suggestions and then we started talking about different scriptures and during that time I had two ideas of how I wanted this episode to go and our conversation then became a clear message of the direction in which this episode should go And I told her, I said, I will be taking my elders observation or thoughts as merely suggestions no longer, but as directions in the way I should move. 
And because of that counsel, it held weight. And so now that's the reason why we have this episode at the feet of the elders, our gatekeepers. And without further ado, it's not a surprise to me, but it's a surprise to you. Hagabir Malaka Debora. First, I'd like to give infinite honors to our Malakim, Malak Musha, and Malak Yahusha, and to their beautiful wives, our Malkayot, Malkakayil, and Malkayada. I would also like to give double honors to Rosh Zakane and Rosh Ya'as, and double honors to all of the Mushalim of the, the tribes, and also honors to all who are in leadership and support the work of the nation. I want to thank you, Tefila, for having me on the podcast, for giving me an opportunity to share today. I'm really excited about this topic because it's so worthwhile. So as I think about listening to an elder, I was reminded of, reminded of an African proverb that states, when an elder dies, a library has been lost. This proverb implies that an elder is expected to be a wealth of knowledge. In the exploitive culture that's been created by nations that reject the values of Yahuwah, anyone who has a wealth of knowledge becomes a target. It's easy to listen for the sake of gaining knowledge to be able to uh, use that knowledge to bring ourselves up or to succeed in some way while discarding the source of the knowledge. And we see that very often in this culture. We see discarded elders. But from the Torah perspective and from ancient Middle Eastern culture, we understand that an elder is to be honored and, if worthy of duplication, to be duplicated. This being said, when listening to an elder, we aren't to simply glean knowledge, but to glean so much more. I would sum it up in three concise words, wisdom, insight, navigation. You could think of it as an acronym that spells WIN. When we listen to an elder, the goal is to hear the wisdom, the insight, and the way that they navigate life. Wisdom gives us the understanding of what to do. Insight gives us the understanding of why we are doing what we do. And navigation gives us the understanding of how to do what's needed, how or how not to move. And when listening to an elder, who has shown themselves worthy of duplication by being worthy in Yahuwah's eyes, when they've shown themselves to be in right standing with Yahuwah, we want to listen to absorb the essence of that elder by not just listening, but by hearing their passion, the motivation of their heart, their life philosophy. We want to take this in by close observance of their lifestyle. We want to reflect on them and their way of method of thinking, solving issues and challenges. We want to discern their life philosophy from what we've observed. And this way we can duplicate them. And a bit of that elder's presence would be left here in the earth when they've passed on. I want to mention a couple of examples from scripture regarding how we listen to elders. In the book of Ruth, we see Ruth taking on her mother-in-law, Naomi, feeling responsible for her and desiring to be with her wherever she may go. And we see throughout that book 
examples of Ruth listening to Naomi, not just listening, but also gleaning wisdom from her, gleaning insight, gleaning navigation. She's learning how to move in the midst of this culture that she finds herself in. As a result of her listening to Naomi, she takes on um, the passion that Naomi has for continuing the lineage of her family. And she follows the instructions and gets an excellent outcome. She is shown to be a righteous young woman and she's shown to be worthy of being engrafted into the lineage of Yahushua. We can also compare that to the example of Dawood and Solomon. We see in First Chronicles, Solomon listening to instructions from his father, Dawood. And we know that he hears the instructions because he follows out the building of the temple according to the instructions that Dawood gives him. But there are other instructions that Dawood gives him that he's not very successful at following. And I want, to, I want to just put for your consideration that perhaps he listened to Dawood, but he did not necessarily hear the passion, the motivation of Dawood's heart and his life philosophy. We can discern that based on the fact that we know that Solomon went on to marry foreign wives and um, to basically corrupt the, the faith in uh, Yahuwah um, and then we see that the, the uh, kingdom was basically um, lost and divided as a result. And so not until Yahusha comes along, following to the T the instructions of his father, listening and hearing the heart of his father, do we see the kingdom being restored and redeemed. And we see the people being restored and redeemed. So listening to an elder can literally be a matter of life and death. I want to just close with this thought. You choose how you will listen to an elder. Choose wisely. Shalom. Letting Yahuwah be your guide, trusting him so you can remain in him, taking off the yoke of the donkey who led you into crookedness and putting on Yahuwah and Yahusha's bridle and preparing you to be steered properly. Correction is not rejection, nor is an elder's word a suggestion. Value. Honor. I'd rather be at the feet of my elders seeking counsel and understanding than be busy in my thoughts knowing that I'm in need of help or guidance. Remember, Yahushua Hamashiach desires us to be healed and obedient. He wants to see you win. At the feet of our elders, seek for wisdom in a matter, insight on how to proceed in being practical with the advice given to you and navigation, knowing where to move after receiving the word. Guard your steps and focus on what you are doing as you go to the house of Allah. 
and draw near to listen rather than to offer the careless or irrelevant sacrifice of fools. For they are too ignorant to know they are doing evil. Do not be hasty with your mouth speaking careless words or vows or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before Yahuwah. For Yahuwah is in the Shamaim and you are on the Eretz. Therefore, let your words be few. Ecclesiastes 5, 1-2 Our elders are our gatekeepers, protecting us from things that could possibly snare us or affect our walk. Because of their great wisdom, they have guardrails that are specific to our individual needs that cater to you specifically. So don't fight or look for accusations, but seek to win. And with that being said, say la and say less. Until next time, Mishpacham.